Welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's first question, and probably only question, only question. comes to us via at Sean Cord. D has asked us to do our top ten horror villains. Yeah, and I like the fact that it's villains rather than monsters. Because yeah. I feel like monsters, we would have got bogged down in, like, okay, is Bruce a monster? For a, Is Jaws enough of a horror movie for Bruce the shark to be a monster? Yeah. Or is the true monster there the mayor? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which, now that I said that out loud, I'm like, hmm, kind of wish that was an honorable <laughs> mention that I didn't just blow it there. That's too bad. That's your honorable, honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. That we'll just kind of use as a, as a throwaway right there. Right. As a way of... Talking about what we aren't going to talk about. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. So yeah, it's, it, it was nice to be able to, because there's some on, I think, both of our lists who you might not necessarily consider... A monster. Yeah. Oh, there's certainly some that I wouldn't consider a monster. They're just yeah. people, but they, they're, they're something scary enough. Or yeah. something, yeah. While trying to figure out uh, the my list, on my short list, we had Max Cady from... Yeah, from Cape Fear. From Cape Fear. Yeah. Who... Is certainly not a monster in the sense that he's not... He's not a horror movie monster. No. Like, you're not wearing a Katie mask. No, he's a monstrous human being. Yes. But he's not a monster. But he's broken. Yes. And that's... And, and the, that's what makes him a villain as opposed to... Because he is monstrous mm-hmm. to a point. But it's not like... When I think horror movie monster, I think more of a monster monster. Like, oh, werewolfy something. Exactly. As opposed to a dude in a Hawaiian shirt who is just trying to get back at somebody. Exactly. And, you know, stepping on a bunch of rakes. Right. Yeah. Well, that's fear with an E. Right. <laughs> well, I'm way off. <laughs> just got to change that and uh, change that. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I like how we've talked about a lot of things that aren't on our list. We've done a really good job of skirting around all I was, the... I ran through both of our lists in my head. I'm like, what monster <laughs> do we not mention at all? Wolfman. Wolfman, there's no Jaws. Okay, we yep. got, we, we're good. We can uh, we can talk about what we need to talk about without giving anything away. Right. So this might end up being a slightly shorter podcast. Maybe we're saying that out loud, which usually means that it's an hour and 20 minutes, but I feel like because we do have some crossover, yeah, we checked our lists before, that way we don't have a weird, like, oh, that was my number four. Yeah. We used to just <sighs> kind of go, but then we're like, well, there is crossover, and yeah. then it gets awkward. It's like, oh, well, that we should have talked about that as your number two. Yeah. Nerds. So we fixed that. Yeah. So now we just now there's no surprises between Sean and me, just between us and you guys. Exactly. Which is the way it should be. And if you guys weren't surprised, well, there's someone here that probably won't surprise you. Not if you're long time listeners. Yeah. If, if this is your first time, welcome. If yep. this is your fiftieth time, this is gonna just sound like you a know broken our number one. Yeah. And probably my number two. And, and my Sean's number two. Number two and... Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Sean and I had a knife fight to see who would go first. Yep. Um, and we're now back from the hospital, both bandaged up. Yep. Because we suck at knife fights. Yeah, we really do. I am no Furious George. Nope. So That's two Simpsons references already. I know. Pretty great. Yeah. So, we decided just to let me go first today. Yep. So, I'm going to kick it off here. My number, my first honorable mention is Annie Wilkes from Misery. Okay, great. First thing that came to my mind was a Simpsons reference. When, when David Byrne slips on the Simon eyes and lands in Moe's car. Can you take me to the hospital? Yeah, sure. Wasn't that the hospital? 
uh, you ever seen Misery? <laughs> Actually, no. And <laughs> this will all be new for you. I don't remember the, that episode, but I remember that part for sure, because I got a kick out of the Misery section. That's the F-L-A-N-R-D-S. He's okay, the one that I, I hate thought. best. Okay. And then they go to the Dude <laughs> Ranch. Right, Didn't right. Didn't make our top hundred. Not a great episode, but if we ever do a list, which we might, of... Uh, moments in Simpsons episodes, like best moments. Sure. That the Flanders song and the misery thing with David Byrne might make a list for me. That could very well be. I mean, it's like we both like any given Sundance, but the the Jim Jarmusch Homer oh, part, yeah. that is easily one of the best moments in Simpsons TV ever. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I'm not going through. I'm going through it in my head, yeah. but I'm not saying out loud because if Dave and I start saying that quote, we do the whole scene, and we have to get through Annie Wilkes. We promised that this would be shorter. <clears throat> yeah, there are people who are like, okay, I'll listen to one of their podcasts, then I'll go cook supper, and then yeah. two hours later, like, God damn, am I hungry? Yep. I guess I'm ordering a pizza. <sighs> We should be sponsored by pizza companies. We really should. The amount of times that we've recorded a podcast and then I go home and order pizza because I'm like, I can't cook now. I'm tired. Yeah, it's like on my way home, I'm ordering a pizza. So that way it's almost ready by the time I get home. Yeah. You're welcome, Papa John's. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Annie Wilkes, misery is, is scary, but it's more suspenseful than scary. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily put it as a horror, but I think that... Kathy Bates' portrayal of Annie Wilkes is good enough that it warranted an honorable mention. Brilliant. Yeah. She's uh, so good in that. She's so good. And there's a couple... that scene with the hammer. Like, the big was... little sledgehammer with uh, the... Yeah. There are certain scenes in cinematic history that I have watched and I'm very uncomfortable watching again. That's there's fair. There's the scene, the, the curb stomp scene in American History X. I have a really hard time watching that. Yep. And the, the sledgehammer with the... With the the block of wood, yep. I also have a really hard time with that. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time I made my brother watch it twice? No. <laughs> so it was like it was a Sunday afternoon, kind of a gloomy day, and he and I were both. This is years and years ago. We were still at our old house in in Barhead, and, right? Uh, Mom and Dad were out doing something, and Mike and I were watching TV. And I was like, "Ooh, misery's on." How and much younger is Mike than you? Five years. Okay. <clears throat> and so I mean. I would have been somewhere in my 20s, so it's not like he was 10, but he would have been like... Well, that would have been terrible that would have been, That would have been an awful brotherly thing to do. So, at, at, at he would have been probably 14 or 15. Okay. <clears throat> and so, like, old enough that I felt like he could handle it. I feel like that's about the time I saw Misery. Yeah. It was 15-ish. So, yeah. And I'd watched it because my, my boss at the furniture store told me about it, and so that's that's how I watched it. And right. she and I, she lent me a bunch of Stephen King books, and that's how I got into Stephen King. Yep. Anyway, so we were sitting there, and we're watching, and I was like, oh, Mike, this part's amazing. And, like, we got into it, and it was on Access Television or something like oh, that. Yeah. Like, and Oh, Access. I know. And so, so she ties him off, and I'm like, okay, you have to watch this. And he's like, okay. And as she swings, I turn my head. And I hear him go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and so we were watching it, and then, then it goes on. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I had to make you watch that. There was a glitch with the way that they, they were presenting the movie. Oh, and they yeah. replayed that same scene after the commercial. And so we're sitting there, and it happened again. And he didn't know to turn his head, so he watched it again. <laughs> That's awful. It was amazing. It was so perfect. And I felt so bad, but it was so worth it. So anyway... It, that's a great scene and it's horrifying yep. to watch and she's just so Kathy Bates plays crazy so well yeah she really does 
So, anyway, we spent a lot of time talking about her. So she's my first honorable mention. Cool. Annie, Annie Welch from Misery. Awesome. Uh, I give an honorable mention to zombies as a whole. Because sure. it's kind of impossible to really separate. Like, you could talk Bub from Day of the Dead. Okay. Or Big Daddy Zombie from Land. Right. But zombies are zombies. Like, it's all zombies all together. One zombie, Isn't while scary. kind of scary, yeah, yeah, it's easily defeatable. Yeah, you, you, especially if they're not the weird, super fast. Twenty eight days later, zombies or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's you know, if it's your Day of the Dead where they're moving slow and they shuffle, they shuffle. Then it's you know, you you put something into its brain, you're yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. When you have a horde of zombies closing in on you, that's terrifying. Yeah, if you're running out of ammo or all yeah. you have is a bat or yeah. whatever, like it's just. That is that's scary, the scary that's part. Fun. So zombies as a collective, yeah, yeah. I, I think that makes sense. So it didn't make sense to me to put it any higher on the list because it's not a specific monster sure. or a specific villain. But okay. I wanted to give zombies a shout out because even though I have tired of them because of the over inundation of zombies in popular culture, mm-hmm. I used to love zombies yeah. beyond any other monster. Right. So it's just to not have them on this list would be weird. Right. But to have them any higher than an honorable mention made no sense. Makes sense. So my first honorable mention, zombies. Cool. Uh, my second honorable mention is Lucifer slash demons, demonic possession, that sort of thing. Okay, yep. Um, Usually I mean, it's faceless yeah, demon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, in this sense, you can bring in the exorcist, you can bring in the demon from, like, uh, paranormal activity. paranormal activity. Like, all of those, or, yep. like, there's, there's something so, I guess, haunting about them. But, sure. like, you know, there's something I find creepy about them, and, you know, as a somewhat catholic boy or a boy who's raised catholic but like yeah. there's that that idea of the devil is always terrifying so it makes sense to have have this on the list but i don't right. watch a lot of those movies and there are other movies on here that i find scarier yeah so that's fair yeah one well, the exorcist if i remember right you didn't watch in a good situation no to watch the i would exorcist, need to watch it like so. this month when it's dark in my my living room and i'm focused on it and my you know dog is off sleeping in, in my bedroom and, she's and then not suddenly even... wakes up like an hour into the movie and you start hearing skittering noises of your dog yeah, yeah. exactly that's when I need to watch The Exorcist <laughs> so yeah. the, so it's not maybe that's another reason I mean paranormal activity scared the crap out of me sure but that's one in a you know and uh, yeah anyway yeah so but like but again that's it's it's like zombies <laughs> you, yeah it's a demon exactly that's been following her around or whatever yeah it's not right? It's not one particular. It's just the the idea of demons or or possession as a whole. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my, my second. Number, yeah, my mention. second honorable mention. Or your number eleven. My number eleven. We do top twelves now, basically. Essentially, so. yeah. My other honorable mention for anyone who listened last week, it shouldn't be a surprise. It is death. It is death from Final Destination. What? <laughs> like, I'm so surprised by this. Yeah. Because <laughs> we talked about our list before, which we established. Yeah. Although you did neglect to mention your two honorable mentions. That's true. Yeah. So these ones actually are surprising, except for this one is not yeah. surprising. But again, it's not really a character. No. Per se, but it is death. So I just thought this would be the place to talk about it. Plus, yes. I established my love of Final Destination pretty thoroughly last week. Plug, if you haven't heard it yet. So, yeah. Death from Final Destination. My yeah. number 11, my second sure. honorable mention, whatever. However you want to, I mean, it's our top 10 plus. Yep. Because we always, always do two honorable mentions. Yeah. Because it just seems cheating to, it's like, well, I, 
there's these things that I need to talk about. I want to be able to talk about this. But, but zombies, how do I put that on a top 10 exactly. villain list? Unless yeah. it's like a horde, but then from what? And yeah. yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Glad we, we, we figured that out. I'm glad yeah. we justified our top 12. Yeah. <clears throat> My number 10 okay. is Ghostface from Scream. Okay. The Scream series, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because Ghostface is in all of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, or, or are you specifically Ghostface no, from Scream series, 1? No, the Scream series, but I mean, I, I would say, like, the first couple. I never, I didn't watch Scream, I think I watched Scream 3 and anything beyond that I haven't really cared about. Okay. <clears throat> I think there might, there's one more there's at least. Four. There's four. Screams, yeah. So I didn't watch Scream 4. Four is much better than three for is what it? it's worth. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a very good film, actually, okay. because they actually do play with the fact that it's much, much, much later. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Scream is kind of what got me into horror because there oh. was kind of a resurgence of, of I mean there's always horror movies but yeah. like but that was a super popular horror franchise that started when we were the age when slasher films like that are like oh man cool exactly. I'm 13 and I can watch this weird crazy yeah. stabby movie well and there's I mean you're in your formative years and there's you know there's attractive women and just like only a few years older than you and or, you know playing girls who are a few years older than you and that's more accurate yeah. yep but, uh, yeah, like, there was just something about them. It was kind of my window into realizing how much I enjoyed scary movies and cool. and horror and stuff like that. So, while they're not the best movies in the echelon of horror no, they're movies, not. there's something about them that, that I fi- found accessible yeah. and that made me appreciate them. So, so, Ghostface had to be here. And it's an icon that is new. Like, it's one of the newest icons in horror, is yeah. that, that kind of Edvard Munch's scream mask. Yeah. That actually became a thing, whereas most of the ones we still talk about now were established late 70s, early 80s. Absolutely. So... Yeah. Well, and, I mean, my favorite painting is the scream, so... There you go. That also kind of helps. Yeah. So, yeah, Ghostface, like, there was just something... And, like, the way he used the, the voice box and, like, really altered his voice and everything like that, like, yep. there's... As a 13, 14-year-old, I could really let my imagination run wild with that. Yeah. And so it was kind of fun to be scared. and. It also has that mystery element where you're like, which one of them is it? Exactly. Because yeah. they've essentially established that we know who the killer is, but which one is it? Yeah. Yeah. So there was something fun about that. Plus, Nev Campbell's Canadian. I appreciated her for, you know, starring in this pretty epic franchise in the yeah. 90s. So, yeah. So Ghostface, he seemed like a pretty good one. Like... He's not certainly not my favorite, but he had to find he had to have a place in here somewhere. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. My number ten is the Gill Man. Okay. From Creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. You know him. I you've yeah. seen him. Yeah. You I've never him. seen the Creature from the Black Lagoon, but it's my favorite of the Lagoons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Screw you, Blue Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> I farted once on the set of the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, anyway, it's he's probably one of my favorite Universal monsters. Okay, I like there is one that's kind of a Universal monster that's higher, but I don't really consider. When we get there, we'll talk about him. Sure. But, yeah, out of the like the Mummy, the Wolfman, somebody who's going to be higher on your list. I've always been really, really fond of the Gill Man myself. Okay. I like that underwater. I like that he's a creature. Well, you do have a thing for. I'm a kaiju guy as well, right? Well, and underwater things. Like, yes. Yeah, you love Aquaman, so... Yep. 
My no. favorite Bond movie, the climax is the biggest, best fight underwater. Yeah. Yeah. If you could be a fish or a bird, would you be a fish? Can I be a penguin, which is kind of both? Because that would be my first choice. Because he's a bird, but he swims. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> you I also know so. that I am... The... A big penguin fan. Yeah. yeah. I understand that. <clears throat> um, Being that they're my favorite animal and all. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. No, I guess you could, because technically, like... They can't fly. Nope. And I guess my when I ask that question is more of a, like, would you rather be able to swim like a fish or fly like an eagle? Oh, okay. Swim. Yeah. I kind of figured that would be your answer. Yep. Because of all your fascination with all things underwater. Yep. And the creature from the Black Lagoon. And he's awesome. I really That's like fair. it. He's silent. Yeah. It's all about, like, lurking, and you can't see him, and you mm-hmm. can't find him, and where is he? He's in this lagoon. What right. is he trying to do? And it's a really great suit. Yeah. Like, when you see that, it's like, man, that's a awesome costume. Just gonna go ahead and do a quick little... Uh... Dave doesn't know it off the top of his head as well as I do. No. Because it's the Gill Man. <laughs> if I just type in Creature from the Black Lagoon, that'll probably bring up a photo, right? It should. From... Technically, the Gill Man probably would, too. Probably. But I've already typed in Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's fair. Why did... But he's so creepy. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. kind of what You know what he is. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I figured, and I just had to uh, just double check. And there's been... Man, I'm sure there's there's a Simpsons reference somewhere with the Creature from the Black Lagoon. I'm oh, yeah. Sure. Here, look, guys. <laughs> Dave is showing you a picture of the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't he look great? Yeah, that is a great suit. Like as far as horror special effects go from uh, the bygone era, that one's really, really well. well he's done. much later. He's fifties. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's still the bygone era, but oh sure. Um, but I mean, like yeah, like that's something that you you would see in people are at the the drive-in, and that's one of the one yeah. of the movies that they're going to see at the drive-in with their gal, and, you know, he puts his pin on her, and then they go and watch this movie, and everybody gets freaked out because it's a creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, because it's creepy. Yeah, it really is. I should really check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good That's a good number 10. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add to that? No, I'm good. Okay. My number nine is Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Cool. Um, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not the remakes that happened recently. Yeah. Which aren't terrible. No. As far as remakes of the, like, the icons go. Right. Not awful. Massacre is better than Nightmare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily. Yeah. Nightmare is probably the worst out of all of the yeah. modernizations. Yeah. Um, but you know, everybody kind of knows... Leatherface. Leatherface. Yeah. He's a guy who runs around with a chainsaw. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard the... I think it's Patton Oswald bit on, like, how... He's sick of all those romantic movies like Crazy Stupid Love and all these things with just random words that, you know, don't really tell you what the movie's about. He's like, the best movie title of all time, because you can already picture what's happening in your brain, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And he goes off about how it's in Texas. Like, oh, yeah, that's Chainsaw. Oh, interesting. Massacre. I need to see this movie. (laughs) And that's kind of the thing about about the massacres. It's one of those ones where you just, you have to have to be able to see it like it's right just, yeah it's hoary or hoary horrible and gory and horrific and that's a different podcast yeah that's a definitely yeah. a different movie too. <laughs> <laughs> oops <laughs> anyway i mean what more can you say about leatherface 
Yeah, fair enough. Did yeah. you know that the gas station that features in the first one was recently bought by a horror fan, and it has been turned into a Texas Chainsaw theme, Texas Chainsaw Massacre themed barbecue joint? Shut up! Yeah, it's just opened recently. Go to iHorror.com to plug, check plug, out plug. the. Yeah, yeah, that's why I know about yeah. it is because it came up at work. So yeah, somebody bought it, and they're like, it is actually the location where they shot Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it was up for sale as a gas station. It's like, let's turn this into a destination for fans of TCM. That's so, a great idea. Yeah. I bet you he's good. Because there are tons of horror fans in this in this world. Definitely. And if you can make a pilgrimage to go do something that cool. Yeah. Well, and like there's Texas Frightmare and there are some of the biggest horror cons are in Texas already. Is that right? So if you're doing a pilgrimage to like Texas Frightmare, for example. Yeah. Why not take a quick little detour and go... And take a day yeah. and go have barbecue at the gas station that was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Why like, how not? awesome is that? That's a terrific idea. Yeah. Kudos to that guy. I just wanted to throw that in there, too, just because... That's a nice little tidbit. Yeah. All right. My number nine was originally something else, oh, but yeah, right. is much, much higher on Dave's list, so we figured, why not have me talk about Pumpkinhead instead? Because Pumpkinhead is awesome. <laughs> Uh, you guys, Sean's been telling me about Pumpkinhead for years. Yes, I have. And I PVR'd it on my old PVR, and then I switched to a new cable company, and so I lost Pumpkinhead, and it hasn't been on since. Or it probably has, and I just missed it. Yep. So I haven't seen Pumpkinhead yet. Yeah. Pumpkinhead. Despite the fact that I know what Pumpkinhead is. Yeah. Lance Henriksen's awesome in it. Who? Lance Henriksen. Uh... Yeah, you should know who that is. Probably. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, essentially, it's about, while Dave looks up what Lance Henriksen looks like, just go to Pumpkinhead or Aliens, the second Alien movie that you haven't had a chance to watch yet because he plays the bishop. And by the bishop, I mean the android named Bishop. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Crazy jerk dirt bikers accidentally kill his son, so he goes into the swamp to talk to a... Uh, essentially a witch to summon Pumpkinhead, a demon who is unstoppable. Right. An unstoppable monster who will achieve what he needs to achieve, but there is a terrible price for it. And because Dave hasn't seen it, and I know that this is a lesser seen 80s horror movie, I won't go further than that. So now, and if it's going to ruin it, just tell me, but like, somehow I'm going to equate this to the Boondock Saints, but you know how... When um, the Duke is let go from prison in Boondock Saints, yep. it's because he's charged with this task and he's not going to stop until he's done. Once he's done, Pumpkinhead, does he go away? Or is that going to ruin something? I don't think it will spoil it. Okay. He's only there for to serve his purpose. So, okay, so like... You're not unleashing Pumpkinhead permanently. Like right, once... it's like, okay, so you and I unleash Pumpkinhead because... There's somebody who's wreaking havoc in Calgary. Right. And we want Pumpkinhead to deal with this person. Right. Once this person is dealt with, then Pump- Pumpkinhead goes away. Right. Gotcha. But there's other things that happen. Yes. That I, I that would spoil stuff. Okay. So I don't want to say okay. anything else outside of that. Okay. But the end result is that he does eventually go away. It's not like we've released him and now he's just here forever. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. It's okay. Pumpkinhead is in the swamp. You have to go to get Pumpkinhead, and then once it's happened, Pumpkinhead will go back. I see. 
Well, that's fun. And kind of terrifying. And I'm really disappointed I haven't seen it yet. He's a cool-looking monster, too. Yeah, he is. And that's like... He's a really cool-looking monster. Because I've I've Googled Pumpkinhead before when we've talked about... I'm sure in the old episodes, in the lost episodes, we talked about Pumpkinhead. I was like, that looks so cool. What a neat concept. I'm going to watch this. And then I'm going to change my PBR and... Now I need to find it again. There's also a chance that I might not have told you about it, having thought... Thought that I've already seen it. But this is a movie that you might want to check channels that I don't tell you about. Because I always... Anyone who's listened for a long time knows that I always go through Turner Classic Movies and I let Dave know some (laughs) of the classic movies that he should put on his PBR to not watch. Something tells me that Pumpkinhead is not going to be on TCM. Maybe during Halloween week. Maybe. Yeah. But AMC would be a good bet. Because they're going to do their Fear Fest and they will just nothing but horror stuff. I think I'm subscribed to AMC right now. Ah. Uh, yeah. Mostly just because there weren't a lot of things I was watching on it, and it was just more money that I was going to be giving to my cable company. So it was yeah, just like, so why bother? Yeah, so. Right. It might just be one I have to find in different They did change like, packages recently. They might have added AMC to why you have TCM. Because there, there was a time when I'm like, I don't really need this. Oh, but it's with these. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'll take a look. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's a long, in-the-weeds, Calgary Cable Company yeah, conversation. Yeah, that's, that's not podcast conversation at all. Time for Dave's number eight. Norman Bates. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Perkins, man. like Really good. Really good. I've, I've seen Psycho a few times now. I've only seen it recently. Like, I think it was the uh, within the last year and a half that I, I first saw Psycho. Right. And it's just so good. And he's, like, when you first meet Norman Bates, he seems so normal. And then he's kind of guided by his mother. But then, like, that last scene when he's in that interrogation room. Yeah. And, like, oh, man. Psycho is not the scariest movie. Nope. But I put it in here because... It's Hitchcock, and and sure, there's something terrifying about Norman Bates. Yeah, and definitely just, like that last that last scene is kind of that slow fade, and I think we, you know we're kind of a wide shot and we zoom in. I think that's I how think it works. That's how or it it's ends. the opposite, where it's close, close and, you and zoom then out. we just pull out. But there's a zoom shot there, and it's just like it was just him sitting there. Yeah. Yep. It's like, oh my god, there's something so terrifying about him. Now, how much do you miss the early Simpsons where Seymour's mother was oh, in the Bates house on the man. hill? <laughs> I think about that fairly regularly now. Because Agnes is fun. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But that early Skinner is like, what's that, mother? No, I do have a right to be here. <laughs> and then the, like, slatted windows shade across him and you see the house on the hill. It's, it's like, just, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, my mother. Oh, there she is right now. What's that, mother? Yeah, it's it's so yeah. perfect. Yeah, I do, like, the, the the relationship between Skinner and Agnes is really good. And, like, there's some, like, the bath pillow, like, oh, that's come yeah. up a few different times. And, like, I really, like, the, the whole... I'm not principal of the line, and yeah. you never will be. Yeah, the principal and the pauper, like, that whole Armin Tanzarian one is... Yeah pretty amazing like you really get to see how their relationship has come to and like how she you know something deep inside told me that she knew but neither one of us said anything and oh, go to your room second door on the right like it's really cool seeing that that relationship yeah but there is something about the, the that early stuff where it's like just so mm, good yeah mm. yeah but then they had to expand their simpsons verse and yep. yeah these things happen so norman mates yeah 
And I will say, and, and I will quantify that by saying Anthony Perkins, Norman Bates, because not Vince Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn, but the shot for shot remake was entirely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when the original Psycho still holds up. Yeah, it definitely does. It there are some movies from the bygone era that you watch and like, wow, this is definitely dated. Oh yeah. Hitchcock, like, that one in particular, I haven't seen a ton of Hitchcocks, but, like, that one, it holds up. You don't need another one. You don't. Because this one is good enough. I don't know if it was a tribute. Gus Van Zandt was just like, mm. I, wanted, I want to do it, and then they did it. Was that Gus Van Zandt? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, but... So, but, yeah, it's... Was that in that? Maybe. I can't remember. I know they did a movie, but that might have been, like, Return to Paradise or whatever. Meh. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... Anthony Perkins, Norman Bates. Cool. My number eight is higher on Dave's list. <laughs> so we will talk about it later. Don't worry, guys. There are some that are higher on Sean's list that are on mine. So it does it does reciprocate a yeah. little bit. And this here, is so. also why I put Pumpkinhead in, because it's yeah. like, okay, I wouldn't talk for like half an hour. So. Yeah. So your number seven. Candyman. Yay. Love me some Tony Todd. Yeah. It was the. Oh. I talked a little bit behind the curtain, but yesterday was the anniversary of Candyman. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. The re- initial release, not the premiere. So, oh, like the the okay. release of Candyman's anniversary was this past Sunday, let's say. Okay, that's uh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Originally, it was they were wanting Eddie Murphy instead of Tony Todd, but they couldn't afford him. Wow, that would have been so different. So different. And so much worse. Maybe. Maybe. You don't know. Although, Eddie Murphy... Because that's early 90s Murphy. Yeah. But he was... Regardless, it would have been so different. Very different. Tony Todd is just so big and menacing and terrifying in his own right. And I don't know, would Eddie Murphy have done everything that Tony Todd did with bees? Yeah. That I don't know. Yeah. God, that's just... That's one of the reasons why I love Candyman as much as I do. The bees? The bees. Bees! <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> we're getting all kinds of references in today. Yes, we are. <laughs> bees. Uh, it's it, The movie itself is kind of freaky. And, you know, because it's, it's all about slums and, and stuff like that. And, like, right. who is a Candyman? It's just, it's, I find it very creepy and therefore I enjoy it immensely. But... The shots with Tony Todd and these bees are crawling in and out of his mouth, and it's just like that is dedication and also super creepy. Yeah, like that that he was willing to do that, but like just that image is so unsettling. Now, granted, their bees are not wasps, and bees yeah. aren't going to sting you unless they feel threatened. I think he said that he was stung three times through everything. That's pretty impressive. It was all about and maintaining an intense calm. Yeah, which. You can tell that he's doing that on screen, but oh, also yeah. he seems like the sort of person who can just kind of do that. He does seem like Tony an incredibly F. mellow. Todd. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like I haven't seen him in a lot of other things, but he's in The Rock, and he's like kind of terrifying in that movie too. He plays one of the just boy. One are of you the gonna Marines. like Final Destination? Is he in that? <laughs> <laughs> now I have to. Well, I mean, after last week, I've already kind decided feel like I have you to have watch to. them. Yeah. But <sighs> okay. Anyway, yeah, he's. He's very good. I really liked him. There was, like, 
I don't know if we still have one, but there's a horror convention in Calgary a couple yep, of years we ago. Still have, we still have it. Do we? Annual. Yep. And Tony Todd was there a couple of years ago. Yep. And I was like, damn it. I want to go because it's the Candyman. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's something I should try and investigate is the horror con. Yeah. Because I don't maybe. do Comic Con, but like horror con could be kind of fun because it's horror movies. Yeah. Anyway. You might like the expo regardless, though, because it is like. It's not just comic books and, like... They had a reunion of Star Trek, which yeah. I know you're not a big fan of. They did an Aliens reunion. They do, like, yeah. we are the biggest comic expo in Canada, slash the fourth biggest in North America. Which is insane. Like, we're not small. We're and, an important comic expo. <laughs> and it kind of propelled itself within the last six or seven years. Like, it yep. was nothing, 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 and all of a sudden it's just like, boom. Yeah. Look at all these people we've got. Yeah. We've got Nathan Fillion. We've got the the cast of Serenity. We've oh, I mean, he's Albertan boy anyway, so it doesn't Well, yeah. But like But that's still big. Yeah. Cuz he's Castle. Yeah. <laughs> like people yeah. are going because he's Castle. Yeah, too. they've got I, I mean, they got uh Neil Patrick Harris. Like they've gotten some Stan Lee came. Yep. Shatner's been here a yeah. bunch. Canadian again, but still. But yeah. like they Sigourney got Weaver was here. They had Jason Momoa was here to talk about Aquaman, which I missed, which made me incredibly sad. <laughs> he was mostly here to talk about Game of Thrones, sure. but still. Norman Reedus was here, yep. like one of the biggest stars right now, and everybody's going because he's Daryl. I'm like, I want to go because he's Connor McManus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Murphy. I think Murphy. he's Murph. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, I want to go because of the boondock scenes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but uh, not too. But not too. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Tony again? Todd. Tony Todd. Candyman. Yeah. Right. Wow. We're getting derailed easily on this one. Yeah. Short it's not podcast. Be short. Hey. <laughs> the thing is, is I shouldn't say it. Then it's actually shorter. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a half hour. It's like, damn, that was fast. I guess we'll better do another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Candyman number seven. Uh, my number seven is Nosferatu slash Dracula. Sure. The main reason I say it like that is because Nosferatu was essentially the Dracula story, but they didn't have the rights to make Dracula. Right. So they made Nosferatu. But I like the Nosferatu the best out oh, of okay. all of the Draculas, which is why I say that. Is that German? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've got a link on my on my computer at home and it's uh a bunch of like german films that are in the public domain now and it's just a, it's just a website right of german films and yep. one of them is nosferatu yep. and i just haven't gone there yet uh but you can also borrow it from me oh i well, have nosferatu there's also that with an 80s death metal soundtrack <laughs> i'm not kidding it's amazingly ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> like goth metal from yeah. the 80s and that's the score for the whole film <laughs> weird oh yeah is that the only version you have it is <laughs> well, because i like they show nosferatu with like a standard score and all sure. that other stuff on television a lot so yeah. if i want to see that one i can if i want to see Werner herzog's remake i can right but Werner herzog i think it was regardless yeah but yeah the one that i own is 80s goth metal. Amazing. That sounds kind of ridiculous. It really is. And pretty awesome. Yeah. But I love that story. I love the Dracula story. Absolutely. I love Nosferatu. I love the classic gothic vampire. Right. Like, yeah, Bela Lugosi, awesome. Christopher Lee, awesome. Mm-hmm. But there's just, there's something about Nosferatu with that super creepy, like, how do you not think he's some sort of weird, demon-y, dr- blood-drinking guy? L- look at him. Yeah. 
Whereas later on, it did become more of that, like, the mores of sexual frustration and all right. of that sort of thing. But right. Nosferatu is creepy. Yeah, he... It's one of those ones where I didn't... Uh, I've never seen it, but it's just such an iconic... Like, I, I just Googled it just to have... And it, that that shadow right there, the shot yep. of the shadow walking up the stairs, and it's just... It's so iconic. Yeah. Even if you've never seen the movie... That guy right there, who kind of looks like a, a goblin from Lord of the Rings, yeah. except it's and 80 years ago. Nosferatu, he's Dracula. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good call. So I knew that you had him on there, because I would probably have put uh, vampires and Dracula or something yeah. on there. Um, I mean, we all know how much I love the Lost Boys, so vampires yeah. could have been on there. But I knew that you had Nosferatu, so I'm like, I'll let Sean have that one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, my number six is Leprechaun. Yeah, we've talked we, so much about your love of the Leprechaun series. Yeah, so we don't really need to dwell on it, but I mean, it's, uh, I was going to say, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head right Warwick now. Warwick Davis? Warwick Davis, yeah. I'm just, sometimes you blank, and yeah. it's just like, it I was going to say Forrest Whitaker, and I was like, it's close, but not right. That would be a very different movie. <laughs> That'd be a very different Leprechaun. I'd totally watch it, yeah. but that would be a very different movie. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's Warwick Davis as a Leprechaun. It's funny and not as scary as it probably yeah, used fun- to be. It's funnier now, especially now. Yeah, it's pretty campy now. But it was now, always but a campier yeah. kind of movie. It wasn't the most horror of the horrors, no. for sure. Like, it came out at the same time, you know, that was coming out around Child's Play. And, like, Chucky, everybody was more scared of Chucky than oh, yeah. they were of, of the Leprechaun. It's a doll with the soul of a serial killer in it that's waking up and murdering everyone. Yeah. Around that's Andy. That's much more did terrifying. Did you ever realize, did that ever click into you? Because it didn't for me forever. But the kid in Child's Play's name is Andy. And the kid in Toy Story's name is Andy. So two Andys had living dolls and they had very different childhoods. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did not piece that together. Huh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. Chucky's not on your list later, no, right? Not. Okay. No. I, I didn't watch the child's play enough growing up. Like I, That's fair. It's just there's like seven is being made now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so, Bride of Chucky and like it which was just is six. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So it's just or five. Some horror fan is going to be really mad at me if I made that a mistake. <laughs> it's either two through six. Bride of Chucky is two through six. It's I know child's play like there's at least three were child's play one, child's play two, child's play three. So. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that's my number six is Leprechaun. I'm not going to really dwell on it because we've talked about it recently. Okay. Yeah. My number six is higher on Dave's list. <laughs> so that means that as of this moment, we are going to move on to the second half of our list. But after this ad for Dash Jones's bone polish. Now, Dave, you like having bones, right? Oh, yeah. Now, when was the last time you really took care to clean your bones? Oh, it's been months. Dash Jones's bone polish is your answer. Four out of five anthropologists agree that people who start using Dash Jones's bone polish today maintain 75% brighter, smoother, and sparkling bones. And it's so easy to use. Just put on the protective apron, goggles, and gloves, and then generously snort as much as you physically can for 15 minutes every day. You have 15 minutes, right, Dave? I sure do. They're your bones, right? Absolutely. That's Dash Jones's bone polish. 
English. We're number B B one, but bone. We're number bone. Yeah, and we're back. My number five, which was your number something else, eight, is Pennywise. Yeah, it. It. I mean, Tim Curry as a creepy clown is just yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing Bill Skarsgård do it. So am I. Yeah, it looks. His looks really good and really and menacing. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, like a very different take from Tim Curry's, and I think that's important because so many people who were going to go see that grew up with with Pennywise from the 80s generation. You don't want it to be the same. No. There can be some sort of an homage, but you don't want it to be a carbon copy. I'm just, I'm so sad that, that they separated from Kerry Fukunaga. Yeah. Because the idea of him making it after his first season of True Detective. Yeah. His imagery, his work, and his grounding that uh I wish they had been able to keep him but creative differences and whatever sure. fine you can't you can't I'm I'm still just happy that they're making it yep both Be- of them yes both of them right because I'm really curious and I love the book I'm as I mentioned I'm rereading it right now right and there's some, like the miniseries was okay but it's very cheesy and very campy oh yeah it's an 80s miniseries yeah yes I mean, it has John Ritter and, uh, oh, who's the guy who played Harry Anderson in Night Court? Oh. Oh, maybe his name's Harry Anderson. Yes. I can't remember. I'm on it. Anyway, he... You talk about Pennywise more. Yeah, so anyway, uh, the clown, like, there's some, I mean, we've got the, the creepy clown thing happening in the States right now, and... There's a part of me who is actually kind of convinced that maybe this is just guerrilla marketing for the movie It... Uh, they've come out and denied that. Oh. They've come out and said that we have nothing to do with these clowns who are trying to, like, creep out children. Okay, well, then so. never mind. Then forget that theory. But everybody's, not everybody, but most people are creeped out by clowns. Yeah, like, that was a good catch, because clowns and me are fine. Yeah, I mean, if I was driving down the road and I saw some creepy clown standing in a ditch with a knife, I'd be a little creeped out. Yeah, but, His name is Harry Anderson. He plays Judge Harry T. Stone. So it's, okay. it was Harry's both. Yeah. So I get Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. I was like, as soon as I said, I was like, no, I think that's actually the actor's name. Yeah. Anyway. Um, also with Richard Mall from the greatest ghost shark movie ever made, Ghost Shark. That's fair. <laughs> Next week, I believe we're talking about our favorite bad oh my God. horror movies, like oh our favorite B-horrors and that sort of stuff. That's going to be so, amazing. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about... Richard Mull was in Night Court, not in It. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I looked up Night Court, not Yeah, it. no, no, I know. But we're just, we're talking about It, so I wanted to right. quantify that. Yes. Yeah. We're anyway. not saying that he was in It. Unless Although, he was. It's possible. He would have been great in It. Anyway. Pennywise. Um, yeah, creepy like, clowns. I'm not, I'm not afraid of clowns. Yeah. I've never had any reason to be. Clowns, when I saw It, the first time I saw It, it was, it was a friend's birthday party and there was enough other activity happening that I wasn't... It didn't frighten me. And I think I was old enough to realize kind of how cheesy it was. Right. The book scared me more than the movie, that's for sure. That's, but I know yeah. people who saw the movie when they were really young and are now deathly afraid of clowns. Okay. And I can appreciate that because Tim Curry's freaking creepy. Yeah. He's really good in that. He's really good in that. Yeah. And Seth Green's in it 
as young Richie Tozer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I totally forgot about that. I know. Like, I haven't seen the, the miniseries in so long. I have it on DVD because I love the story. and it's... I may have to borrow that from you. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Speaking of which, Outlander, you uh, still have. <laughs> I know. Yeah, maybe I'll watch that when I get home so that way I can bring that back. Anyway, uh, Pennywise, it's he's... A creepy clown. What more can you say that he's a creepy clown? <laughs> that like, ha, uh, you know, he looks so innocent. Let that first scene with Georgie and the and the the curb, yeah, or the the gutter, and then he just turns and it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> no, so creepy, no. I'm so excited that the new Losers Club that the kid from Stranger Things is in the new Losers Club. Okay, he plays Mikey in Stranger Things. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and I think that's he plays kid. Richie. I think he plays. I'm, that's why I yeah. linked to that. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know any of the other kids. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think. I think I'm, so. It's a lot of child actors. Yeah. So. Also, have you seen a complete side The step? commercial with yes. Dusty? Yeah. I knew exactly where you were going with that. <laughs> it makes me so happy. I had to look up to see if he's Canadian, and he's not. So I was like, But oh. they worked in Toronto. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So. Yeah. So some will be, of, some will be, but yeah, that's most of that. And then, but there's other places, and yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, I the first time I saw that, I was like, "This is so good," and like his <laughs> facial expressions are the best. Yep. I love that kid. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So Pennywise, number five. That was like two side steps in one in one conversation. So my number five. That's where we're at. Is Samara slash Sadako for the the English language and then the Japanese ring, but I'm not right. separating the two of them out. They are slightly different. Blah blah. But blah, blah, essentially blah. the same character. But it's essentially the same premise. Yeah, uh, I would have put her on there, but I knew she was on yours, so I decided that's one of the ones I was like, "You're already, you've already got her. We can talk about her." Yeah. At your number five. Yep. Because she probably would have been higher on my list. Higher than five. Lower on my list. Gotcha. Yeah. So would have we would have just gotten to this point anyway? Yeah. So I was like, screw it. We'll just give it to Sean. She's so awesome. She's so, so creepy. So creepy. And you don't see her much. No. Bits and pieces, which is probably best. Because yeah. then when she does the, when they have the contortionist doing the insane walking up the well. Yeah. Or when she crawls out of the television. And there's that twitch, like she's going slow and then all of a sudden she's closer. Like, I remember watching it in the theater and hearing somebody scream. Like, a dude. Like, ah! Yeah. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. And there's just something... One of the best new monsters. Mm -hmm. And because she... Or villain. She's kind of a monster. Yeah. But still, one of the best new villains. Because that is... Even the Japanese one's not super old. Like, we're talking 90s. Yeah. Right? So it's not like a, a 80s thing that they updated for here. No, this is like four years later, two... Actually, it wasn't even that long. Three years later, maybe? That the ring came out? Yeah. Ring U was like 98. And yeah, and then the ring, the ring was came 01, out. I was 02? in my first year of university when it was at Cinemania. So it would have been like spring 2002, somewhere around there that it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, three, four years. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome, actually, that they, they kind of came that close together. Like, yeah. I think you saw, they must have just seen how well the, the original one did in, as a Japanese movie. Just like, you know what? This Let's, is one that we need to bring to an American audience. Yeah. And I'm glad they did. And they brought the director, which is always the best way to do that it. That is a good way to do it. It's like, okay, you know what works. 
let's just put that formula here. And like Western audiences aren't as familiar with Japanese horror tropes. Yeah. Because you're used to Scream and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and all of that sort of stuff where, or the there are some zombie movies. Yeah. Whatever. But you're not used to the little things where it's like, oh, you're expecting a jump. No, the music's still going. Wait till the music stops. The jump will come then. And then the jump will usually come between this count and this count. Yeah. And it's because they ha- there is that traditional thing. And then yeah. they start playing with it. And that's, well, and that's, that's so good. One of the reasons why I love The Ring so much, and I know I've talked about this before, but that early, early in the movie when she's standing and she's looking in the fridge and you see her profile and the fridge door yep. and I'm sitting there going, oh God. Your Western oh God. horror mind oh is like, God. there's something behind there. There's, there's something be behind something. and yep. she closes the door and there's nothing and I was like, oh God, now I don't know when it's going to happen. Exactly. And that it, to me is what made it such a good horror movie is because it broke all the expectations I had of other horror films. Yeah. And that's all wrapped around Samara, yeah. which is the Western one, or Sadako yeah. in Japan. Well, and and I can't wait to see Kayako versus Sadako. Oh I don't know how it works. I don't know if somebody stupidly watches the tape from the ring in the house from the grudge. I don't care. I just want to <laughs> see that happen. <laughs> that's going to be so good. It's, yeah, and, and there are some things, and I mean, maybe it goes back to that conversation we had about Kong Skull Island about how how the less you see the more enticing it is yeah and with Samara you didn't see her that much but nope. when you did it was haunting and terrifying and it's like if you see her the entire time like with with Mike Myers Michael Myers if you yep. see him like you see him all the time it's like okay well we know him yeah Whereas with her, it's just like, you don't know enough. And it's like, it's everything that you don't know that is terrifying. Well, it's just, it's the well. Okay, it's the well again. Yeah. Wait, what's that? Okay, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm getting shivers just thinking about it. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. That was and really And that's well a great it. horror villain. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. my number five, Samara slash Sadako. Okay. My number four is higher on Sean's list. <laughs> How's it feel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. Well, my number four is Jason Voorhees. Okay. Speaking of traditional horror movie villains. I just about brought him up when I brought up Mike Myers. I was like, (laughs) wait, no, I know that Michael, because Michael Myers isn't on your list, right? Okay. No. But I knew that Jason Voorhees was, so I'm like. Ah, oh, no, we'll go this way instead of Friday the 13th. Of way. the big franchises, the Halloweens, the yeah. Texas Chainsaws, all of those, Friday the 13th has always been my favorite. Right. I don't know why. I've seen all of them, and I'm not kidding about that. I mean all of them. That's that's dedication, my friend. <laughs> they were all on Netflix for a time. It's just like, here's every Friday the 13th, and it was October. <laughs> I just went, I'm watching one a night. And I just, that's all I did was just one, two, part two, three, four, final chapter, which is four, five, which is the one that doesn't have Jason in it. Six, when they bring Jason back. Like, I just watched all of it. How do you do Friday the 13th without the villain from Friday the 13th? Um, do you want me to tell you? It's Uh, Sure. Have you seen four? No. Okay. So there's a kid played by Corey Feldman in four. I've talked about Amazing. the final chapter a yeah. bunch because yeah. that's my favorite of the series right. for silly reasons. <laughs> the first one's great. The second one's very good. Yeah. Third, eh, four, amazing. That's also the one usually around Halloween or sometimes around one of our friend's birthdays. I'll post that video of Crispin Glover dancing. Sure. That is from four. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. So anyway, there's a kid who essentially, to spoil four, gets through it. 
Oh, okay. So he gets one of the one. There's always somebody who survives, right? right? So one of the final people is this kid. So then he's in a home for people who are disturbed. Oh, yeah, sure. Because of the things he's seen. That's where five takes place. So uh, somebody starts copycatting and then are they like, is it him or is it not? And that's when six, the start of six is Tommy and we can talk about whether or not they just take five out of it and six is just a direct continuation from four. Whatever. There's various theories all over the place. But six is where Tommy needs to, for his sanity, see that Jason is dead. So ah. then he unearths Jason and like just starts stabbing him with a fence post. Right. But then lightning strikes the fence post and that's how Jason comes back to life. And that's when he transitions from being a killable monster to practically impossible and immortal Jason. It's because of the kid who stopped him in four brings him back to life accidentally in six. Amazing. Then he also goes to Manhattan and like boxes that dude. And the, sure. Yeah. 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 That's not six. That's eight. But still. <laughs> I'd hear about it if I didn't say something. <laughs> right, right, right. Huh. Well, that sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. God, I wish Netflix had them all on Netflix right now. I miss it. I yeah. I wish they still did because I'd go back and watch. I'd go back and watch four probably once or twice a year. But like to see the first couple, yeah. four, and then cherry pick some moments and mm-hmm. stuff. Even like Jason goes to hell or Jason X, where it's two hundred years in the future and they're transporting him on space, and then he gets unthawed, finds a new hockey mask which is made out of metal, and then goes killing people on a spaceship for no reason. Come on, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Plus, it gave us Bart. You want to see my new chance on a hockey mask? Yep. So that's fun. Yeah. Dad, I'm a little on edge here. Although it, the knife is more accurate because he uses a machete, right? Right. For the right. most part. He uses right. some other things, arrows and whatever. But. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, my number. What was that? Four. <laughs> four yeah. Jason Voorhees. Because my number four is higher on your list. Right. My number three was your number something. Five, six? Six. Is Jack Torrance. Yeah. Is anybody surprised this is on either of our lists? They shouldn't be if they listen to us unless this is their first time, in which case we love The Shining. Yeah. We love The Shining. Yeah. Back in one of our first ever podcasts. It was like episode three? That's what I was going to say. Episode three was a conversation about whether, I mean. Technically the, the title it was, was the Overlook Hotel. And whether it was haunted or. No, it was just the Overlook oh, just, Hotel. It was called just the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. But it really just turned into a 45-minute conversation because we struggled to, you know, make it up to an hour at that point. We were still a half-an-hour podcast when we started. Yeah. Because we did one topic for half an hour. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we talked about that for, you know, a half hour. I'm like, whew, that was hard. Um, so times have changed. But yep. we did an entire podcast talking about The Shining. Yep. We both love The Shining. We, Very much so. You, we both love the book. Yep. I have a first edition. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was on the other day, and I watched it again because it was on the Why other day. Why wouldn't you? Because it was on. Exactly. Yeah. Unless it had commercials, in which case I'd just go grab my copy of it and put it in. I think it might have, and when it went to a commercial, it was like, okay, well, I'm done with this or something else. Like, there's a baseball, baseball game on exactly. Yeah. It's the playoffs. So yep. We both kind of hate Shelley Duvall. Yep. We both think the kid's great. I get why, great. but yeah. still, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... There's a lot to the movie that we love, but there's something about like the way... Lloyd. Oh, love Lloyd. <laughs> oh, man. If he was a villain, he would yeah. be on my list, because I love Lloyd. Yeah. But he's not, because Jack Torrance is the villain. 
Yeah, essentially, or technically the, the whole hotel, hotel is almost the, the villain. villain. Yeah, but it's like, is he driven mad by cabin fever and ghosts? This is a com- we could talk about this for forty five minutes. This we may have to do another one on just The Shining at some point. Yeah, if somebody wants it, like ask. We haven't done it in a while, and so maybe I won't discuss this more because why? Yeah, because we have done individual movie podcasts as well. We did a Big Lebowski one. Yeah, we can easily do. We can easily classic do, stuff. We could do a forty-five minute conversation on The Shining. Yeah. Again. No, it would actually be hard to make it forty-five minutes if we've learned anything from the past year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Jack Torrance, number three, and my number five, and Sean's number five. My number three is The Thing. Okay. From The Thing. Right. And from The Thing from Beyond the Stars, and then the remake of The Thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I've talked about it before. Alien parasitic life form that can shapeshift. So, right, right. And I've shown Dave the picture of the human-faced spider thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, The Thing. Right, okay. And Wilford Brimley's in it, so that's awesome. And Kurt Russell? Yeah. Yeah. I had already seen Kurt Russell, then I accidentally scrolled side. I was like, Wilfred Brimley? <laughs> like, I love me some Kurt Russell. Yeah. Like, let's talk about Stargate. But, <laughs> but, yep. also I didn't get the the South Park when the, the Imagination Line episode. I didn't get the Kurt Russell part until I saw Stargate after that. Right. And I was like, this is amazing. Now you get it. Now I get yep. it. Um, <laughs> Where they meet the woodland critters. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you I found them in Stick of Truth? No, you finally did. I found them in the Stick came, of Truth. When I came over and you were playing it, you I had was found wandering them around it. the forest trying to find the critters. Yeah, I found the woodland critters. And uh, I had to accept my Lord and Savior, which you know what that means, South Park fans. Yeah. And then we, I became friends with all of them. They added me on whatever the Facebook thing was. The the Stick of Truth social media thing yep. that you have there that you showed me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's. Terrific. Yeah. Have you gotten to Canada yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. done the game. Oh, yeah. nice. I went to Canada. I posted a picture, actually. They did it in an 8-bit uh, style. They Like an 8-bit RPG style. Amazing. So I met the Prince of Canada and the Bishop of Banff. <laughs> uh, I definitely met Terrence and Philip. Sure. Yeah. That's... Anyway. Terrific. The thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> We're... Both kind of loopy and tired today, so we're... I'm in tech week and Sean's just exhausted. Yeah, and yeah. So it's you know. b- it's been a, a few days that we need to. This is our kind of cooling down period where we're wandering. Yeah. yeah so... Dave also hasn't seen the thing yet. No, and it's exactly. got and I know it's on his list to mm-hmm. definitely see because it's a great horror movie. Yeah. How old is? Well, I mean, if Kurt Russell's in it, so that'd be like it's eighties. Yeah. 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 And there was a remake that was actually not terrible in 2011. 2011. I, when I Googled The Thing, it was like The uh, Thing, and then The Thing 2011 was right after that. And the original is 50-something, I think? Oh, okay. So there is one from The There's Thing. There's three. Yeah, yeah, okay. I figured that that was another one of those drive-in ones. Yeah. I kind of assumed, because you, know, you hear about everybody knows about The Thing. Yeah. So... For me, it goes 80s, then the modern one, and then the old one. Really? Which for me is rare. That is rare. <laughs> yeah. But I love the 80s one. The 80s one is brilliant, and the special effects are great. Okay. The modern one tried to do... They did different things with it, and it worked, and it was well acted, which is so, so rare when it, they remake 80s horror movies. Right. And the 50s one is fine, but it is a, very much a 50s where it's like, they're doing the story, but man, that 80s one really nails it. Gotcha. So Cool. Okay. So my number three, The Thing. All right. 
My number two was the one that Sean originally had on his list, but bumped because it was way lower on his than it was mine. Like, it was like my number nine, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Freddy Krueger. Yep. Again, for anybody who has listened to this for any period of time knows yeah. how much I love Nightmare. Yeah. I love the concept of Nightmare, the original, not the the new one. There's right. some there's some like sequels that I still need to see because again yeah. they're you know. But you're you're a Robert Englund as Freddy guy. Yeah. Not the Jackie Earl Haley. I can't. Remember. I think, yeah, guy who plays Rorschach in uh, Watchmen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like the. Not like it was his fault. No, it was not his fault. No, it was just the they turned was... a, like a horror movie into a slasher film. Yeah, it was. And it was only okay. Awkward. And I mean, like Freddy's kind of a slasher film anyway, because he's. Yeah, but it's it's like but we it's, talked it's... about last week. It's not a direct correlation to Final Destination with the Rube Goldberg machines, but it's seeing Freddy. Bert, like suddenly he's a TV and he comes out of the bathtub and he's yeah. like he bends out of the wall. There are yeah, because it's in a dreamland. Everything, anything is possible. Yeah, and that is the terrifying. He can part. be a lawnmower, then get stuck in sinky sand, and then he becomes a bagpipe spider. Exactly. <laughs> Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Yeah, we mentioned it last week. We might as well mention it again today. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, like that is the fact that you could die in your dream because. He can't. That's where he's attacking you. Yeah. Because there's that myth where if you like hit the ground in your dream, if you die in a dream, will... you die in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how he got to them because yeah. nobody. So like that 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 inability to go to sleep. Yeah. Did you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh yeah, tons. I I, I think I preferred Eerie Indiana. If okay. you remember that, I do. Rem- I never watched that one, but I didn't. But I did watch Are You Afraid of the okay. Dark for sure. Yeah. I remember the only one that I saw that I remember was about this guy who worked at like a, a general store in this small town and he was going to do this delivery to this creepy old house up on the hill and he ended up meeting the guy who couldn't go to sleep because he was like he was basically um uh like he he plundered old sunken ships and everything like that. Right. And uh and all the stuff that he stole from the ships, like the, the the people who were on these sunken ships, their corpses would come back and basically try and drag him down, like his revenge. And so he couldn't sleep for any sustained period of time because if he fell asleep, that's when they'd come to get yeah. him. And like, there's nothing I like more than sleeping. Yeah. And that inability to go to sleep because you're scared that something's going to come kill you, be it like these creepy things from the water or Freddy Krueger, that's terrifying to me because I love sleeping, damn it. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, like, to to access kids in their psyches and their subconscious is terrifying. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I'm a big, big Freddy fan. Super young Johnny Depp, too. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My number two, which was your number four? Yes. Hannibal Lecter. Anyone who's listened to this <laughs> podcast for any amount of time. This is going to be... What the, we say for our the top next, two, yeah. yeah, like anyone who knows us or has listened to the podcast should know our top two fairly well. Yeah, I love Hannibal Lecter. I yeah. love the books. I love the movies for the most part. Hannibal Rising, eh? But oh, okay, Red Dragon, good. Hannibal, yeah. good. Sounds of the Lambs, great. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, the, I the love TV the series. Show. Yeah, the I've, series is still in one of my top. I started watching it. I haven't gotten far, but it's an, it's on Netflix, and it's one of those ones like I'm adding into the cycle. So I'm trying to like watch more than one okay. show. And how so, far are you? Like the first episode. Oh, so you haven't even like you don't even know that Hannibal's Hannibal yet. No, but you've met Hannibal. Yeah. 
how great is he as Hannibal oh Lecter? Because you already know he's Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. But that's not the point. But they don't, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it, they don't waste time, and that's something that I give Brian Fuller a lot of credit for, is that the he knows that the audience knows who Hannibal Lecter is, so it's just like, we don't hide it. You're going to know it's Hannibal Lecter probably next episode. Yeah, so it's it's very good, and I can see why you like it. I can already see why you like it. Yeah. It's just between Friday Night Lights and I need to start Narcos and like all these different things that we need to I need to watch, it's like... That's, but I'm trying. I am making the effort because I know how much you like it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Much. Because it's Hannibal. It's yeah. Hannibal Lecter. It's such a cool story. Brilliant man who's just sadistic and not... He's not broken, but he is. Yeah. When he's... He has a very different sense of self, and he has a very different sense of the world. Yeah. And, like... I mean, my the the well that I can draw on the most is is silence, silence because yeah. that's the the one that I know. But like, yeah. he helps Clarice. Like, he doesn't give her the answers, despite the fact that he probably knows the answer already. Yeah. But he guides her, and he basically teaches her. And you know, when he talks to her on the phone at the end of the movie, and he says, "You know, I'm not going to come after you. I expect the same respect from you." And just like you're. Quid pro quo. Yeah. Yeah. You're evil, and you... Spoilers alert for a movie that came out in, like... 91. 91. Yep. You cut a guy's face off in order to escape. And wore it. And wore it. Yeah. And, like, just don't mind killing anybody, but then at the same time, it's like, I'm not gonna kill you, because I'm a gentleman. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is a pure gentleman. Yeah. Yes. So it's The just... more you watch the series, the more you're, it'll just kind of be like... I don't understand you at all, but yeah. that's amazing. And so, try and tell me that the lighting design and the set design in that is not some dude, of the best you've ever seen on television. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just... I'm an unabashed Hannibal fan. I can't believe that was on NBC. I know. Partially paid for by the French, because it's partially funded by uh, Gaumont and AXN. So, okay. like, they didn't... That's part of the thing, is that and if NBC was funding it by themselves, I think we get one season. But because right. it's internationally funded, that's why we got three. Right. But still, like, just... It doesn't seem like NBC programming. No, it's not. That's like HBO programming. Definitely. It's... Would have killed to have that on HBO, because it probably would have done the full five series yeah. arc that they wanted. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. No, Hannibal. It's it's a great choice. Like uh, he's He's Hannibal. Yeah. My number one, if you haven't ever listened to the podcast before, you'll be surprised. If you've ever listened to us talk for any sustained period of time, you'll know what my number one is Frankenstein. Yep. Despite the fact that I almost forgot him. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was just like, oh, horror villains, Freddy Krueger. And Sean's like, I was writing Freddy Krueger. And Sean's like, oh, Frankenstein's like, scribble, 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 Frankenstein. Because <laughs> Dave actually said, well, that's my number one. I'm like, oh, yeah, Frankenstein. And then I just hear... I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I get Freddy because you also love Freddy. Yeah, you didn't think well, of Frankenstein like, that think, way. Yeah, I think of Frank, like, he's a monster and he's, yeah, it's definitely horror, but it's just yes. like, I think about, like, vintage 80s horror. Right. Despite the fact that Frankenstein is more vintage. But anyway, yeah, Frankenstein's monster, like. There's also a 90s Frankenstein. Yeah. With De Niro. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. And then I Frankenstein with Aaron Eckhart, which is like. Yep. Nothing uh, about Frankenstein and... No, he's he's a Frankenstein monster. 
He is well. He oh, is by okay. definition. He is constructed out of corpse parts. Right. So he's a Frankenstein's monster. Sure. But it's not the Frankenstein story you like. No. No. So anyway, we've had conversations when somebody tweeted at Sean to ask if <laughs> why does Dave why like, does Frankenstein Dave like Frankenstein so much? so much? Still one of my favorite questions we've ever gotten. Amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. I was so mad that day. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I can't remember who that was. It doesn't really matter. Anyway. It was a long time it ago. It was a long time ago. But we talked about it. And like The question is, you know, who is the actual monster? And, like, it's... Yeah. There's there's so much... The, the ethics behind it. Like, there's just... There's a lot to the Frankenstein story. Yep. It's no surprise that it's on here. Young Frankenstein. Also great. So good. It was on the other day. And I was... I think I ended up going out for something. At, uh-huh. But I was like... I was... Up until when I was leaving, I was like, well... I know what I'm doing. Watch that. Oh, God, it's so good. Did you see the Victor Frankenstein, the new one with James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe? I haven't either, and I I was wondering. But I like both those actors a lot. Well, I just, I never heard anything great about it. Yeah. But I never you really being heard a, anything about it. That's just it. It came and it went. Yeah. Even in the horror community, which I'm obviously much more connected to than in, you yeah. are. So it's just, what happened with it? I have no idea. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Anyway, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's on Netflix, and if not, it's probably still on demand via Movie Network. Maybe check that one out. Yeah. Okay. That's my list. Great. Yeah. My number one is The Xenomorph. I'm not going to knock it. Yeah. Your favorite movie of all time is Alien. It's a haunted house set in space. Yes. It's one of the best. You just played the Alien video game with the Xenomorph. Yeah. On the hardest level possible, so it would last the longest it could. Yeah. You I wrote an article about it. Loved aliens, and you love yeah. xenomorph. Yep, one of probably one of the best designed monsters of all time. Yeah, because that is a very different and creepy thing. I love that it has acid blood. I love the second mouth. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, weird platinum teeth and well, just that if it sees you, you're done. Pretty much. Yep. I mean, with the exception of Ripley. Yeah, with like, the exception of, of eventually they figure out like fire. Sure, you, you can you can't really kill it, but you can send it away. You got to blast it out of an airlock, basically. Yeah, but you need to see two because when she actually fights an alien, right, right, is that when she's in the big like? Yeah, suit? you know yeah. exactly what it is, yeah. but you need to see it. <laughs> sure, but it's also longer, right? Like it's it's two and a half two hours. and a half yeah. hours. Yeah, so it's. But that one is on more often than Alien. Yeah, so. because it's an action movie. It's yeah. not a horror movie. It is an 80s action movie set in this horror movie's universe. James Cameron? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's the guy from... I was going to say Titanic. It's the guy from Terminator doing... It's, well, that's a way better timeline, too, because he's coming at it after Terminator. Exactly. Yeah. And pre... Did he do... And pre-T2. Okay. He did Judgment Day. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He didn't do three. He did the first two. Yeah. That's and what then I thought. After okay. that, it's. Gone. But it's between the two Terminators. So, like, yeah. he's in his action phase. Yeah. So, yeah, this is perfect. And you've got Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And you've got Paul Reiser. And you've got, I know. Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah. Game Bill, over, man. Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton? Pullman. Paxton? That's Paxton. a family guy reference. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. I'm Bill, I'm Bill Paxton. Or is it Pullman? I can never remember. <laughs> yeah. Game over, man. Game over. So you know, you probably know more of Aliens than you know a- or new Alien when sure. going in. Yeah, it's because it's because Alien so often. is such what it is. Whereas Aliens has all of those references, and it's like I would argue it's one of, if not the best '80s action movie ever made. Okay, like it's 
it is such a pure 80s action where it's like we've got to save a kid and here's the right. marines going in and they're all heavily armed and there's all that like there's jokes and there's all this stuff but it's terrifying because they actually have to fight something that's hard and well and because when i was looking on the list somebody mentioned predator and i was like i love predator yeah i can't say predator properly because i just sound like i'm drunk but it's not a horror movie to me. It's an action movie. Yeah. And it is another of those quintessential action movies. And Aliens is not a horror movie right. to me. But Alien But is. Alien definitely And is. it's so good. Yeah. Anything else? No, I'm good. Well, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast. And we just want to answer your questions. Or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's... Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with you. And we are at Guys From Podcast. You can you can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook us at the Guys From. Or you can have a bunch of villagers chase you down with torches, burn the building you think you're hiding in down, and when the rabble has died off and the villagers think you're dead, use the ashes to scrawl a message to us on a building wall. Yeah? <laughs> If you enjoy the Guys From Podcast, tell anyone you can, any way you can. Everything helps. Especially, and I do mean this, especially if you can throw us a rating or review on iTunes. A lot of podcatchers, including the ones we're on, like PlayRFM, Podbean, Pocket Casts, all of those use the iTunes rubric for placement. So if you guys throw us a rating or review and we start getting enough of those, we will start getting better placement, which means more questions, which means we can keep talking to y'all. It's a good thing you do this section because you know way more about it than I do. <laughs> which is so weird because you usually end up having to do this section. I know. Yeah. We're also on Stitcher, the innovative on-demand podcast app, and anywhere else podcasts are found. I, Zoom Marketplace? I don't know. Is that a thing? I don't know. Is there anything you wanted to plug? That's preferably on the Zune marketplace. Uh, this has nothing to do with Halloween or horror, but Sean and I just went down the rabbit hole on YouTube, and you should too. Just type in deep thoughts and let the laughter flow. Seriously, that's how I did my pitch. He was bringing up deep thoughts like, well, I know what I need to tell people to watch. So <laughs> do that. It's totally worth your time. John? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this villain-filled podcast, we also write articles on things like music, that's indie music every Tuesday, throwback tracks every Thursday. Dave was writing about the Patriots, but has kind of fallen off a little bit. forgot about that. I just realized, like, oh, I didn't do Monday Morning Dave this week. Yeah. Oops. Oh, well. We also talk about movies, TV, The Simpsons, books occasionally, video games. I am starting to put together a top 100 list that may be the next top 100 list that we do. We will see. Huh. And where can I find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com. Oh, right. Okay. Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs, including all of those articles that I was referencing through this entire podcast. All of that new stuff is from iHorror.com because that's where I spend my time. And I usually do this whenever we talk about villains and movies and that sort of thing. If there's anything in here that you haven't seen, try and track it down. Give it a watch. We obviously stand by the fact that we like all of these. If you haven't seen Pumpkinhead, seen Pumpkinhead. If you haven't seen one of our top threes somehow, give it a shot. 
Yeah! Special thanks to the Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. I think they're playing the Palomino in November, which I is kind of are. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go check that out because I love the Palomino and I love the Sweets. There's an EP being released there soon. There is. Yeah. yeah. I think that's part of the, the reason of the why show. they're playing there. Yeah. Yep. And also, special thanks to my fantasy football lineup who, despite having what should have been a cakewalk week, all decided to phone it in. And brought me to an abysmal one and five. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. I was playing my cousin, and I was projected to have, like, 96 points, and he was projected to have 50 because he didn't even start a quarterback because he had Derek Anderson and Cam New- starting and Cam Newton on the Cam bench. Newton. Yeah. And he forgot to swap them out. And somehow still beat me because Golden Tate, of all people, got 28 points, and my lineup phoned it in. Marco Garoppolo is not in good shape right now. Oh, one and five. Yeah. This has been episode 138 of the Guys From Podcast, the Tangential Podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Taking us out this week is Long John Lev and their song Charity Quilt. If you like what you hear, you can check them out at www.longjohnlev.com. Remember, if you have an original song that you would like us to feature at the end of our podcast... Send us that song with an MP3 or the link to your SoundCloud along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along. We are big fans of the indie community and we want to lend our support. Our email address is guysfrompodcasts at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by rambling about things that aren't on topic. Rambling about things that aren't on topic. It's essentially all we really did today. Although we did tie it together a fair amount. Eventually. Usually. Yeah. Or at least just got back to remind you what we were talking about in the first place. Sometimes we just pull that thread and watch it unravel. Yep. Tangents. Well, I'm a living rendition of a charity quilt. Stitched from pieces of these people in these lives are built. Thank for something for the rest But who I really am isn't my best guess but Who I really am isn't my best guess Oh, won't you tell me who I am On both sides of a civil war Yeah, I don't really know what I'm fighting for To be better or worse, it's a definite yes But who I really am isn't my best guess Who I really am isn't my best guess Oh, you tell me who I am I don't look dumb, and I don't sound dumb, but I feel so dumb. Yeah, I'll take a thread, pulling out my stuff is in the air right now. There's everything I am and was flying away.
garden parcel of a charity quilt And I don't know why and I never will Yeah, I'm happy as hell as a disheveled mess Who I really am is in my best guess. Who I really am is in my best guess. Who I really am is in my best guess. Who I really am is in my best guess.